It says in the book of Acts, that's the actions of the apostolics. If you're apostolic, say praise the Lord. Praise Acts 3 and 1. Now, I like the now people. Amen. David Myers is a now person. I can't keep up with him. My God. Amen. Got all these things off of my body now. I just get out of a chair for 90 days. That's why I'm hiding behind the sticks and trying to sit in a chair. I can get up, still act young. I am young, but got to do it right. Praise God. They went together into the temple at the hour of prayer. I'm going to stop right there and say this. If you've never caught that vision right there, you're going nowhere. You better have a place of prayer in your life. Every last one of you. There's no excuses at this hour. No excuses to not pray. In fact, if your eyes pop open in the morning, the first thing you ought to say, Jesus, I thank you. Because while you took the night off, he was watching you. He made sure your heart beat. He made sure you didn't have a stroke. You ought to get up every morning and praise the Lord. They went to the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. And a certain lame man from his mother's womb. That's not good, folks. He was Ubered. Every day, Uber carriers came and took him to a gate. I want you to understand he didn't ride in a wagon. He didn't ride a horse. He didn't walk. He came out of the womb, got slapped on the fanny, and he didn't move it. His legs didn't move. From his mother's womb. And they laid him daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful. Is there anybody here that's been to that gate? Anybody? Raise your hand. I've been there. In Jerusalem. And they, he was to ask alms of those that entered into the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked alms. And Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Oh, boy. Then Peter said, I like Acts 2.38. I also like Acts 3.6. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none. Real Pentecostal. But such as I have, give I thee in the name. I'm going to prayer, buddy. And I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand. He didn't leave him. He pulled him up and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. I love this part. The guy that had sat a lifetime at the gate beautiful went leaping, walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God and all the people saw him walking and praising, and they knew, hallelujah, that it was he which sat for alms at the gate beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement. Everybody clap your hand.
You may be seated. Praise God. Everybody say praise the Lord. I want to speak to you about your excuses that incapacitate you. Excuses that incapacitate you. Seriously, what time you get out? Because I'm going to be on time. About noon? Okay. Got to beat that? Good. The excuse that creates incapacity. I've been saying this for 50 years and I'm still saying it. Only the mediocre are always at their best. Thank God you've got leaders like you've got here. Thank God elders still alive to see what God's doing through his son and through this church. Two-thirds of you I've never met before. And I've been here a bunch. Your life doesn't have to be routine. You don't have to be a dud. You don't have to be normal or abnormal. You don't have to be ritualistic. Your life shouldn't be sad. No, it shouldn't be boring. Are you bored? Your life shouldn't be sad. It shouldn't be lonesome. If you're walking in a relationship with Jesus Christ, you have the greatest life on this planet that you can find. That's why we're here today. We all need God, amen? We've got to have God. And Jesus Christ is the answer to everything. Praise God. When you serve the Lord, every day is positive. Every day is different. This is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Give Jesus a praise. I mean a real praise. A real praise. So here in Acts 3, 1 through 8, we find a man that makes the very best of a bad situation. He was laying from the day he was born out of his mother's womb in a laying position. He could not get up. Man, when you wake up in the morning, you should put your legs over the side of the bed and thank God that your feet will hold you and you can step up. That's a big deal. This kid didn't know what that was. The poor guy, he couldn't help it. Most people that say he's never walked ever in his life would say he should have been an abortion. Don't keep that kid around. He should have died. He was lame from his mother's womb every hour, every second, every day of his life. Now, it's one thing to say you once walked in grade school or you walked twice when you were a youth. You walked till you were old and then you couldn't stop walking. There's all kinds of different situations there. You walked until your middle years. You fell down a mountain hard to walk. Hallelujah. You can do all those things. But this young man, he had developed from his mother's womb this complete and total situation that he was a very lame man. Now, if all you've ever known is severe poverty, if all you've ever known is a father or a stepfather, molestation, domestic violence, a drunk father, hello, I pastor people, 
If all you know is negative, bad family things, then you have a right to say, well, that's all I've known, so that's what I accept. Another abusive person abusing somebody else over a lifetime. This is what one teen said. He said, you're normal. That's bad as it can get is what your normal will be all of your life. You're broke all of your life. You're always broke. Some people are always broke. They think it's normal to always be broke. And they won't give nothing in the offering because they don't understand God can take your broke and make it green. You've been bullied all your life. You've been angry all your life. You've been insecure all your life. You need to be delivered out of your negative norm into a new life. Into a new light. Here's the lame man. He has built a life of negative routine. Lousy existence. Routine means something that you will think you cannot change over a lifetime. And a certain man... God knew him, lame from his mother's womb, was carried by everybody else and laid at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, Acts 3, 2. His life expectation was to get up one more day and lay at the gate and putting a cup out and hoping somebody put enough change, hallelujah, so he could eat a little bit. Another day, another month, another year, Leave them at the gate, leave them at the gate. That kind of a life will make you forget what is positive in life. The same old, same old disease. Some people get out of the same bed, put on the same clothes, go to the same bathroom mirror, they use the same washcloth, wash the same face, hear the same news, go to the same work, same boss, boss cusses you out, same old nasty stuff, same old, same old, same old. What does that result in? You cease to appreciate a new day. You cease to appreciate a new way, a new morning, a bright star, a golden sun, and your eyes are filled with darkness. You learn you know exactly how to do this. There's no required reading. There's no manual. It's a nasty, rotten, negative life of just existing, having no joy. Praise God. Putting you in the same spot at the same hour every day. An ugly problem. But we have something where the ugly problem is. And the Bible says there is a gate. And it's called beautiful. The guy was not allowed to go through the gate. He had to lay outside the gate. He couldn't get through the gate. He watched the masses every day eating hamburgers and Chuck E. Cheese and whatever they were chewing on, walking through the gate, singing, happy, excited, praise God. But he was laying at the gate. And he didn't realize it was a beautiful gate. That's the oxymoron of life. How can it be the best of both worlds? How can it be? The best of times, the worst of times, contrast has left him in the loop, left him in the lurch. What is a beautiful gate? It's an entrance place to beautiful new change. 
I've got news for you today. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what you're feeling. I don't care what you're existing. I don't care what hell you're going through and you should not stay in hell. You should keep traveling and go through. We are here at a place today. Right in front of me is a place that's called a beautiful gate. It'll take care of every sin. It'll take care of every heartache. It will take care of every broken home. It will take care of every situation. This here is the gate beautiful. So why are you sitting back there? Why have you put your address on the back pew? How come you never respond? How come you never come up here? This is the beautiful gate. Say glory. Praise God. Boy, I hate these phones. They move away. They make you search. What an ugly problem. To be laying at an ugly old gate full of problems. Glory to God. There is nobody here today could ever say one more time, in the future, we're going to get delivered. In the future, we're going to have revival. You should not say we'll have 500 people get the Holy Ghost next year. You should not be thinking about off in the future. You should be thinking about this day. You want to go to heaven? I want to go to heaven. It's a horrible thing to know that all your family's going to heaven and you're going to hell because you haven't got to the beautiful gate. You haven't repented of your sins. You haven't been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. This is where half the church is tonight. Half the church in Pentecost is in the middle of routine. Folks, it's 2019. If you ever prayed in your life, you need to pray this year. If you ever put a person on the pew next to you and brought them to church and taught them a Bible study, this is the year. If you ever reached out to someone that's in a wheelchair or hurt or broken or lame or, or dumb or whatever the situation, this is the time to show your compassion and to show your love and reach out like Peter and John did. You've got to believe in revival. You've got to believe in salvation. I want to ask you a question. Look into your greens and blues. When do you plan on ever being happy? My God in heaven, do you have a date set on your corporate calendar? Friday the 13th, I'm going to finally be happy. My God in Jesus' name, forget your mother-in-law. Forget that situation. Forget that woman. Hallelujah. It's the day to be happy, but you got to get off your carcass and get into the beautiful game. Excuses. Excuses. Excuses just bring you incapacity. What a waste of time. You know what today is? Greatest day of your life. I can't have yesterday back. I don't have tomorrow yet. I'm in home, babe, preaching for the mind. The highest honor in the world stayed in the prophet's house. I stayed in the prophet's house last night in the upper room. Oh. 
Tell somebody, bless my pastor. Well, maybe I'm not supposed to be happy. Maybe I'm just one of those different ones. Maybe I'm just not loved. Maybe I'm not just likable. Live with excuses and dread and fear. And it makes incapacity. Because it hurts to see everybody else being blessed. It hurts to see everybody else being healed. It hurts to see everybody else getting the Holy Ghost and going to heaven and you're not going there. Excuses are comfort of failure and incapacity because it hurts and you love that hurt. Listen, do you know we're at the gate this morning? We have a moment here together. We're at the gate, beautiful. I'll be done in a few minutes. And wherever you are in this building, God has already located you. You need to get out of your lameness. You need to get out of your crippled thoughts and crippled attitude. And you need to come down to this altar and be set free and covered with the blood. I know, I know, folks, I know when I hit that bottom in that mountain and my face split open and I couldn't move and I couldn't get up and I was in utter darkness, I said, God... You've got to help me. If you don't help me, I'm in serious trouble. And the first guy that got to me after a man of God was a military professional driver. The second guy that got to me was a male nurse. And the third one that got to me was my grandson. And he picked me up. I said, get me in the car. We're two hours in circles down the bottom of the mountain. We can't wait on an ambulance. Get me to the, get me to the hospital. And they got me to the hospital. And the Lord was with me every bit of the way. I went to the gate beautiful and Jesus was there and he pulled me up. Don't get mad at me. I'm not a hater. I'm glad to be here. I love every one of you. You're made in the image and the likeness of God. I'm walking through the gate this morning. I'm planning on getting healed completely in this service. I'm going to be in the gate beautiful. I want someone to pray for me. I want this hip to start working. I want this knee to start working. I want to be able to get out of a chair like I always have. Hallelujah. And I found out there's a beautiful gate. And baby, here I come. was two years after the resurrection. What did Peter and John do? They went every day to the temple at the ninth hour to pray. They passed that guy a hundred times. Maybe a thousand times. But today, Simon heard the cup, heard the cry, And he fastened his eyes on him. Look on us. I'm not giving you an American Express card. I'm not giving you a steak from Ruth Chris. But such as I have. And I got it through the gate, in the temple, in the prayer room. Such as I have. Such as I have. I'm strong. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, remove everything from your eyes that blind you. 
in the name of Jesus, remove every hindrance. Remove every doubt. Remove every fear. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You don't have to live on the lower level of expectation when you run through the gate beautiful and get up. Immediately his legs and ankles receive strength and he went shouting. And shouting. He went rejoicing. Where did he go? To the nearest McDonald's? They said, no, that is the beautiful gate. Here I come. I've never been here before. Who's going to join me today? Who will come down here to the beautiful gate? I mean right now. You won't hold back. You need healing. You need deliverance. You need a miracle in the name of Jesus. Come on, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet in the name of Jesus. Repent and be baptized. Every one of you, it's time to go into the beautiful gate. Stop the excuses for getting those things which are behind. I press toward the mark of the prize. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I'm in the beautiful gate. I'm healed. I'm set free. I'm anointed. I'm in the beautiful gate. I'm in the beautiful gate. Where's some preachers? Pray for me. Brother Spell. Pastor, pray for me. Jesus, I'm coming into the gate. I'm coming into the gate. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your healing. Thank you, Jesus, for your renewing. Thank you for the revival. Thank you for the power. Thank you for the glory. Thank you for the anointing. By his stripes I'm Be ye blessed. Be ye anointed with power. 